Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode 112 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and they will roast coffee specifically for you and ship it to your house. That's right, made-to-order coffee, small batch roasts, shipped to your house. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Oh wait, it does. They will give you 20% off. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee likes local music. The roaster, Andrew, is actually a musician himself. So check it out. CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order, and enter the code word Audible Farm to let them know Audible Farm sent you, and you will save 20%. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode features Coleman McAllister. Coleman McAllister has his own podcast. It's called The McAllister Hours, and uh, it's it's really cool. I started listening to a few of the episodes. It was it was intriguing. I touched base with them. I said, "Hey, I got a podcast. You got a podcast? Let's talk." So we talked a little bit. Uh, first, I went on his podcast. I'm episode number forty four. If anybody's looking for it, so go check it out. And uh, otherwise, if you guys are you know wondering what Coleman has to say, because he's he's a pretty good host. He doesn't really make the episodes too much about himself. So this is a good chance for Coleman to uh, reach out and tell everyone what he's been thinking about, kind of what inspired him to do all the things he's doing and where he's at right now. It's really cool. He's a really great guest. He's a really fun guy. I had a blast being on his podcast. I hope he has a blast, you know, being on mine. You guys will be the judges of that. Check it out. We uh, we talked about all sorts of things. As far as his, his music, he's a, a rapper. He's based out of Iowa, which is really cool. Um, he, he made an album. He made a couple of singles as well. McCretan is the stage name for him. So check that out. I've got a link for that down below. Otherwise, he is also the host of the McAllister Hours Project. Um, I... McAllister Hours podcast. I don't know why I said project. But yeah, he, he hosts his own podcast. He talks to a lot of rappers and producers and things like that. But it doesn't just stop there. I mean, I was on his podcast and I'm not a rapper or producer of any sort. Um, I'm just a podcaster. But he's also talked to other podcasters. We didn't bring it up in, in the episode, but I know he's talked to, to Jordan Mayland of uh, Inside the Bird Room, which is another podcast out of Iowa here. Uh, so it's kind of cool. We're all sort of touching base and talking to each other and, and kind of high-fiving. And it's all of us in the music scene together here working to do the best we can just to help promote everybody. And, and Coleman's one of the good guys. He's one of the guys doing the real work out there. And I really appreciate what he's doing. If you like this podcast at all, Go check his podcast out. I guarantee you'll find a few guests that you really enjoy. You'll like the way it's formatted. The audio is great. Uh, he gives away free video for the YouTube. It's on his YouTube channel. We talk about that in the upcoming podcast as well. Um, lots of stuff discussed. Lots of stuff plugged in the podcast. So check it out. It's episode 112 with my new buddy, Coleman McAllister. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. Today I'm sitting down with Coleman, Coleman McAllister. I found out about you on the internet because you had a podcast and uh, come to find out you're much more than a podcaster. Um, the two of us spent a little time on your podcast discussing some stuff and I found out, you know, you're a musician, you're a podcaster and even though those two things are very similar between us, 
um, that's pretty much where the similarities end, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's start it out with the music because that was something that was really cool. I came in knowing you as a podcaster and then you were like, I'm also a musician. I'm like, what? And it, it kind of blew me away. So, um, the, the music is McCretan. That's uh, your artist title on, or your handle, I guess, what would you call that? Your mononym? Uh, rapper name or stage name. There yeah. you go. Stage name works great. So, uh, that, I mean, I found it on Spotify. I'm sure you can find it just about anywhere else online. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Any, any platform. Awesome. And, uh, you got, you got an album out as well as a couple singles from what I saw. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like, let's start this. Like what kind of got you inspired to be a rapper or, you know, something like along those lines? Um, I've always had a love for rap. Um, it's kind of interesting growing up. My parents hated hip hop. Okay. It was banned in my house. Um, and when I was a kid, my neighbor, uh, he really enjoyed the black eyed peas and outcast. Um, a couple of guys, um, artists kind of in that day and age. So I kind of got my exposure through that. It was kind of a rebellious process through there. Um, I really got into Eminem. Um, but you know, Kind of in high school, I was more definitely into the rock and roll scene and like uh, jazz and that kind of stuff. Um, I would say probably college is when I really got into hip hop. That would have been I would have been listening a lot Odd Future. I didn't actually start performing until I dropped out of college, which would have been uh, early 2015, and I didn't perform until about 2017. So um, I'm still pretty minor in the game. I would say I have through podcasting um, learned to um, or have come to know a lot of people in the scene. That's really helped me out a lot. But um, I would say my main goal right now is being a podcaster and a producer for music. Um, I think especially my art or my uh, uh, music, that's where my strengths lie. So, Oh, cool. That's uh, I, was, I mean, that actually kind of covers something. I was going to ask you a little bit later, like how does the performing kind of stuff go? But let's touch back on like um, – like I, I also like, you know, you grow up and you like Eminem and I don't know if it's a rebellious thing or if it's something where like, uh, I don't want to throw a race into it, but it's like, oh, there's a white guy doing this thing that white guys don't normally do, <laughs> you know, but it's, he, he was offensive and I feel like a lot of everybody's angst as a youngster, like just came out in him, you know, and uh, it was stuff that like a lot of us, you know, felt and I don't know whether or not he's doing that on purpose or whether or not he's just... It's just still how he feels as an adult, but I feel like it translated really well to how a lot of us felt kind of growing up. Yeah, I think a lot of it was tuning into angst, um, you know, growing up poor. And I think a lot of it had, um, you know, was that shock value. Um, I think, you know, touching upon, you know, being white in the rap industry, I think that has changed quite a bit in the last 10 years. And that's something that's really um, been nice to see. Um, artists like Mac Miller, you know, they're... Um, they're being considered the uh, he's um definitely considered one of the goats i think he's one of my top three for sure um so yeah i think that's definitely something that's changing yeah i mean it's always been a thing where like uh you know every race has kind of enjoyed hip-hop everyone's going to remember the 80s when they started mashing like metal and hip-hop together and a lot of things <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they just started like pushing hip-hop into everything because it was the mainstream and I, I also like looking it back at some of those, um, I'm like a nostalgic kind of guy. So I'll go online and look up like old Yo MTV raps videos and stuff like that. And it's like, this stuff is so cool. I wish this was still a thing, you know, but MTV kind of sucks nowadays, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not even the music television anymore. It's so, all reality TV. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nothing to do with music at all anymore. How did you end up like getting, 
you know, started in music? Did you play instruments growing up, like, you know, in the band or did you play piano or anything like that? Or, um, so my main, my main instrument that I got into was guitar. That would have been when I was, uh, eight. All right. Around. Um, I got really serious into it probably four years later. I was in pep band. I was in jazz band. Um, I've kind of taken the hiatus on it the last couple of years. I'm not going to lie. Just cause just because I've been focusing more on hip hop, but that was a huge branch into me, you know, learning, getting into, you know, band and music and that kind of stuff. Uh, that was definitely a huge jumping off point. Um, the bands I listened to specifically would have been ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Floyd. Um, their kind of musical style really did a lot in inspiring me in that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I mean, that's, that seems to be what a lot of people really enjoy as far as playing guitar. Um, you're talking about how you were in the jazz band and stuff. I mean, I, it makes me wonder, like, if I was, like, that talented to go to, like, be in a jazz band and stuff like that, like, even in high school, like, I definitely probably would have stuck with it. Um, like, it's just kind of weird. Did your, like, just passion for the guitar just kind of wane, or how did that go down? Um, I don't know. I think a lot of it had to do with just bad experiences in um, high school and college. Um, you know, I say that I was in jazz, but those experiences were kind of short-lived just due to my relationship with the directors and the complexity of all, you know, I think we might've talked about this in my podcast, but essentially they just give you piano music and they're like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot of pressure. Um, I think when you go through those experiences, when you're kind of on your own, you kind of resent, you know, wanting to do that a little bit. And also I just didn't really have the social skills or the outreach moving to a new city to really start a group or anything. So and I always had a love for hip hop. So I kind of just went into that. That's pretty awesome. Um, like, so that leads me to the question that I think you know, if people are listening to this blindly and they're usually like musicians in, I guess what I would call like the quote unquote traditional sense, what do you use for instruments? Do you sample like guitar stuff or do you, do you use a lot of like MIDI or keyboards or what do you, what do you do for as far as making um, stuff like that? An example would be if you go listen to Coleman's album that he released, the intro is full of what sounds like organs and pianos and, and things of that nature. How did you, how'd you make that? Uh, that was through mid. Um, I use Ableton Pro, or not Pro. I guess it's just the intro or light or whatever. But um, I use that for my album, and that they have a amazing array of MIDI's and instruments, and virtual instruments, and all that. So a lot of that al- that album was made virtually, actually. Um, I have done tracks where I've recorded some guitar, but not very much. Um, I would say a lot of my stuff is virtual. Now lately, um, the project that I have coming up, I'm doing a lot more sampling, which is actually me going to record stores, listening through records, slowing them down, speeding them up, getting different kinds of sounds out of it. So that's been a lot of fun. Kind of that Kanye sound, you know, yeah. kind of that style. So Yeah, that's almost like an old school kind of thing to do is to slow down mm-hmm. the beats and speed up the beats. I remember the first time I tried to do that with um actual turntables i was like this is harder than i ever thought it was gonna be you know like it was something where you're like you just you just set them and walk away and then you're just like look how cool i am and it's no it's not that easy i mean granted you can it's a little easier with all the digital stuff now i will say that Mm. um but it's still not easy to just you can't just like set it and forget it and walk away you know (laughs) yeah no it's a whole it's a whole different skill set itself it's it's almost like a different music genre in a way it, the people it takes just like with any learning any musical instrument it takes years to get that skill of scratching and all that yeah that's wild i mean that's something i didn't have i didn't have the dedication to learn any of that and i've always been interested with like hip-hop music and rap and things like that as far as like how they make their beats and the music and and everything that's going on 
Um, you were talking about uh, Ableton, the the MIDI software that you were using. I've got you know um, a little launch key system that I it's it's sitting in a box behind me. I bought one and I was like, I'm gonna learn how to do this, and I downloaded the software and was just like, I don't have time to figure this out. And then I just it's just sat in a box ever since, and that's unfortunate. So maybe you should help me <laughs> set that thing up so Damn. I can try doing some stuff with it. But uh, you know that's really cool. How did how did you figure all this out then? I gotta ask you that. Is it just guessing and testing your way through it, or did you have a buddy or? You talking about like the music part, or the audio hardware part, or what, what just do you mean exactly? just linking it all together. I mean, like, how do you start? Just do you just like get a MIDI controlled thing and some software, and you just start pushing keys and say, "Oh, this sounds pretty good together," or or what is it? I mean, yeah, it's a lot. Of, um, can I swear in here? Yeah, uh, all you want. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot of fucking around, to be honest. Um, you know, just. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess I've used other programs in the past. I used FL Studio for a while. Um, I when I first started out when I was like twelve, I got this program, this really cheap program for my birthday or something. Uh, Acid, I think Acid Tools or something like that. Yep. Um, which is kind of funny, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that was kind of definitely the bridge to me doing that. So I kind of had some experience from that. Um, and, you know, kind of the thing with programs is it's a different interface and it definitely takes a while to, you know, learn how to put that all together and do that. But there's some similarity in all of them, I always feel like. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess it was a lot. Like I said, it was a lot of fucking around, a lot of figuring it out. Um, I did have, uh, I believe it's 32 keys. It's the two octaves. And I have a little drum pad keyboard kind of deal. It was like 100 bucks. And then that came with the software. So that kind of got me going. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. I, I don't know if I just don't have the gumption or I just didn't have the time to figure it out. I did buy it when I was like in the middle of going back to school and stuff. So I was like, you know, a little swamped with other stuff. But I should bust that bad boy back out because I'm like super intrigued by some of the stuff that people pull off with those. Because, I mean, not only are they good for like studio recording and making beats and samples, I've seen people use them live and, you know, a live sense where they're like, they don't use a canned beat and they're like, all right, you're pushing buttons on this and we're rapping over this live, you know, and it's like, that's really cool to see people doing that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the, the transition or the flexibility between being a controller and being a keyboard, you know, just that whole technology and you don't have to spend a lot of money anymore. That's the really nice thing about it. Yeah. That's what I found out. Cause I mean, you go look online and it's just like anything else, like the pro version, like the super high dollar version of every single thing is going to be, you know, obviously five times, whatever the economy version is, but any more, the economy version and the high end version are so close to one another right now with a lot of technology when it comes down to podcasting and recording and instruments and everything yeah there are a lot of really good um you know workarounds you can use to um you know if you just do some internet searches you can two different things in your program to kind of um you know, work around some of the limitations in the cheaper software so yeah stuff like that that's really cool um let's let's talk about like lyrically for your music like what are your inspirations lyrically um, I'd say a big one in terms of me really starting to write and really start telling stories and all that kind of stuff was Kendrick Lamar. Um, I always had the inspiration from Eminem and I always had kind of had that angst. That was the kind of the, you know, you hear that a lot in my music. That was where I could really relate to him in that. Um, but how Ken Lamar um, paints, you know, we've been talking about this a lot of the podcast actually, um, how he paints, uh, you know, a picture with his songs, how his lyrics just you know, have everything flow together. It's just, 
I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. You just kind of have it, have to listen to it. Um, but his kind of style, you know, his ABA or, you know, how he'll do a song and you'll have eight bars. They'll end with the same word. But the first part of every bar is so articulate and has such depth to it that it all just flows in the sync rock way and you're just bumping your head the whole time. You know, that that's just something that really inspired me and I really tried have tried to emulate that in my music. Also, um, lately it's been a lot of with this album, it's been I feel like a lot of going back to the basics. Um I've been less, listening to a lot of Wu Tang clan, um, you know, the really raw, really early shit and really just thinking more about how I'm structuring my words, how this what I'm saying here, how this connects with what I'm saying down here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't really do a lot of freestyle. I'm not very good at it. When I come up with the song, I usually just write it all down, like in one almost, it's kind of weird. I'm kind of just in this um, weird, I don't know what to call it, um, bubble, cloud. And I just come up with 16 bars in a row usually, or eight bars or you know, or 16 bars in the chorus. I just kind of spit it all out. And then later I'll kind of like take two drafts and I'll go back and edit and that kind of stuff. So that's really awesome. How I do it. That's really cool. Um, I've never really been confident enough to like, it's let me put it this way in my musical sense. The part that I'm the least confident of would be anything I would write lyrically. Do you have any like sort of, um, I guess, did you have to overcome anything when you, when you thought about f- at first doing that? Was it like, oh, this is going to be difficult, or this is the first thing I ever turned into a rap song? Is it going to be any good, or should I even do this? Did, were you like uh, hesitant of it at all? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, several points in my career I have uh, quit and come back. Um, <laughs> it, the rap game is so grueling and so awful. Um, by far the easiest genre to give flack. You know, uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the vast array of it, how much different kinds of music it is, but also just the nature of it. It comes from, you know, the streets, you know, raw type shit. Um, People aren't fucking around. They don't want to hear something that's shitty or low class. They want to hear something that's going to make them money. That's kind of where the roots of hip hop come from. And not that's not necessarily the game now, but that's kind of the precedent that's that's always set. When you're, you know, you make something that's really good and you show it to someone and they're like, you know, you know, that's. It's all right. <laughs> I don't really fuck with it, but it's all right. You know? <laughs> um, so you get that a lot. And even worse, you get people writing diss tracks about you. I've had that happen to me before. Um, <laughs> weird Gosh. stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a really grueling game. There's a reason I always say there's a reason I do more podcasting than rapping these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a crazy thing to think about. It's like I was when you were talking about how um, rapping, you know, it comes from the streets and it just kind of has that influence where people are kind of throwing shade at one another and and doing that kind of stuff. And you were talking about getting a diss track in there, and I was thinking to myself, I'm not sure there's, you're right, I'm not sure there's really any other genres that are out there just, like, writing a whole song or, like, you know, dedicating at least, like, six, like you said, 16 bars to, like, just crapping on someone else. Yep. It's almost, though, um, a form of, like, no attention is bad attention kind of deal, where it's like, is that almost like them in some way or another actually saying they kind of like you, even though they're crapping all over you? Because I was thinking about that with like diss tracks, where it's like these two guys like probably don't actually like each other, but what they don't realize is they're like gaining a bunch of attention for one another by doing this, regardless of whether or not that's their intention. 
Yeah, it's a really interesting thing. I feel like through the history of hip hop, there's been a combination of that. There's been a combination of people actually getting pissed at each other. Um, NWA, for instance, Ice Cube's uh, rise to fame in his song. Ah, fuck, I can't remember the song. But it was a huge diss on NWA. And then, you know, eventually they got back together and, you know, st- just stuff like that. There, What was it today? I think there's a feud between Drake and uh, shit. I don't remember the other guy. But, you know. Just shit like that. It's always happening. It's such a concrete part of the game. But personally, I think that's something that I really admire and I really appreciate because it really takes a lot of balls. And this is not something I've done personally, but it really takes, you know, like 8 Mile when Eminem did that kind of stuff. It takes a lot of balls to look somebody in the face and just tell them how much you fucking suck for 816 bars. Um, That is really a you know, not to be sexist, but that's really a manly thing to do. It's really kind of insane. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about that. Like, I mean, I've, I've grown up, I'm an adult. I don't really like when I was like younger, that would be like my MO would just be like, do that kind of stuff. But now that I'm an adult and I'm like a little bit older and I'm a little bit, I can handle myself a little better. I couldn't even imagine myself just like going up to somebody and just telling them, you know, what I think of them. You know, um, <laughs> I've, I've trained myself to like, if it's a bad thing, just keep it in your head. And if it's a good thing, then tell them that good thing, you know? And, uh, it just, it just seems so weird to me to just be able to do that and confront somebody and, or be confrontational just for the sake of being confrontational. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, when my rap comes out, it's when it, it's that outlet for taking, you know, in place of being confrontational, doing all that, it's my outlet. Like I, you met me, I'm a pretty approachable guy. I'm not really like yelling at people. I, I yell at people honestly when I'm driving sometimes, but <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's something that is part of our human nature and being able to just have a microphone and say, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck that. I'm pissed about this. This person's an asshole. I think this person sucks. Whatever. Fuck my ex-wife, et cetera, et cetera. You can do that. Um, you know, you can just have a whole night. You have beer and you, you know, smoking a joint and you're just having a good time. Yeah. I mean, we discussed a little bit when I was on your podcast where like one time I was at an open mic night and somebody um, was being unsavory in the crowd. Let's just say that to be nice. And it's like at an open mic night where everyone's just kind of having fun. And I was on a microphone and I kind of, kind of yelled at the person. And it's like you said, it's empowering. You're on the mic and you're just like, I gotta, I gotta let this person know how the, you know, how I feel about them. And you know, I felt pretty bad about it, honestly, because like I said, I, I, now anymore, I'm trying my best not to be confrontational at all. But it was still just like, man, I, why would you say and do these things and act this way at a place like this, you know? And but it was it was all right. It was like it's not like it was a full venue and I wasn't ruining anyone's night and I walked away and everybody's cool. But still, it was I get 100 percent what you're saying. It's tough when, you know, especially when you have a microphone in your hand, there's a lot of power with that, you know, because everybody has to listen to what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely true. <laughs> um, there's a there's a lot of, you know, and, that, and that's another thing when you're rapping is you got to be you got to acknowledge what you're doing and um, how much power you really not power, but how much potential you know, to really speak your mind, you really have, there's some things I've said in rap that, you know, people have been like, Oh, I kind of heard what you said. And that was really fucking out there and kind of nuts. And I'm just like, Jesus, like I, you know, you, you kind of realize that you're, you're putting that kind of stuff on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it teaches you, you know, with that fuck you mentality, it teaches you to continue that, but maybe have a little more crafty with it. Maybe do it in a way that somebody would have to be clever to understand that. 
Uh, yeah, and I feel like that's where some of the wordsmithing comes in in handy mm-hmm. with with rap, where like that's the reason I wouldn't write rap because it would be so toned down and just so upfront and blatant, and it would have no. It would be all surface and nothing underneath. You know what I mean? Where like I felt like I feel like that's the real art with with rap is being able to um, say poignant things that. Um, um, I mean, I'll even introduce this in there. Like, rap is very involved in social um, circles as far as like what's going on in in cultural culturally nowadays. You know, is, is is this relevant to whatever's going on in the culture? You know, and you have to have the ability to to wordsmith something out that you know might even fit into the the current culture or even like past mm. culture. Like, that's something a lot of people don't ever give rappers credit for is like the amount of stuff they drag out of the past and reference to that people are like what like i have no clue what this is you know or like it's it's fun to hear rappers like even just say like old president's names and things like that you know or (laughs) you know it's just like this is hilarious when it's like some dude you know brings up like whatever you know this that yeah but referencing different things and all that yeah the wordplay is a huge part of rap it's you know it can make a song you know just shit clever yeah and i think that's some of the funniness um as far as like rap people don't they always look at like oh this is really hard nosed this people are like these people mean business this is serious stuff and they're they're like obviously mad at somebody and and yeah but like i think they don't understand that like a lot of it is like poking fun or having fun with with some of that stuff because i feel like a lot of the lyrics couldn't come like you can't write all of that stuff out of hate, you know. Some of those clever things don't come out of hate; yeah. they they come out of an actual creative place, you know. Yeah, like you're going. Like for me, it's like going on a roll in my head. I'll just be like driving. I'll be like, this bar with this rhyme ending rhyming scheme, and then like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, fuck! I wish I had like a piece of paper right now. Because yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. You just kind of get rolling in your head. It, it becomes. It's like playing an instrument. It becomes. Uh, becomes natural yeah oh man i mean that's really cool that's something that i think is really awesome because like i don't have too much experience with that like other than listening to rap i've been to some rap concerts um things like that but i don't like i don't have the ability i've never been confident lyric wise you know even as far as like writing a song um for like a rock and roll kind of thing but like i it just it just blows my mind that um uh, you know like obviously someone has to be out there doing it and you're out there doing it and you got the confidence and, and you've been grinding at it long enough to, to know what's good, what's not good, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, you know? And, um, I mean, what would be the advice if you got somebody that wanted to jump into like the rap or hip hop game or something like that? Um, I guess if you had some advice to give now, what would be the advice? You know, I got a really good piece of advice when I was really early into it. Um, Someone told me it takes at least 10 years to make it anywhere in the rap game. You have to work it for at least 10 years to make even attempt to be able to make a dent in the scene as a whole. Just because it's so vast and it's so complex, it's so competitive, it's really the thing right now. So what I recommend is patience and also stick to you. Be yourself. That's the most important thing. When I record people – or when I have people come in the podcast and they try to be other people, it's so obvious. And then those people are not going to make it in the game. Um, the people that make it are the people that are themselves and that have the perseverance to, you know, continue to succeed. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that could be very good advice just for anybody in life at all, you know, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> generally speaking. Um, I mean, that has something definitely to say for longevity too. I've been preaching longevity for quite a while where like some, it seems like sometimes, and it doesn't just happen, um, I'm sure, in the music scenes I'm around. I'm sure it happens in yours as well. But people 
jump in and then they're like, I'm really involved in this. This is the thing I love. This is the thing I want to do. And then all of a sudden when it, they don't make it big within, you know, a year or whatever, then they're gone. Uh, like, or the band breaks up, you know, and then it's just a new band. And it's like, I get it. Cause from yeah. a business standpoint, you're actually trying probably what the correct way would be like business wise would be like, here's, here's this thing we created. Is it worth signing? No. Okay. Here's this thing we created. Is it worth signing? No. And you just keep going with it. But like, is that something you see in your, your scene at all too? Or, Oh, the business aspect. Definitely. Um, that, that's a huge thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, how do I say this? There's a lot of um, different kinds of circulating price figures and ranges. You come across some people that are trying to charge however much to do this, and it just seems ridiculous. You know, you got to think and remember that you're in the Iowa scene. Um, but yeah, th- and that's kind of kind of also like a root of hip hop too. Is there's there there is money in hip hop. Um, I won't say all of it's legal per se. I'm not going to, you know, mention anything, but, um, you know, it, it's there. Money's definitely there. Yep. Um, and it's always a factor in what's going on. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's in every circle as well too. Some of it is like who you buddy up with and, and who they know and, and things like that. Oh man, we went, we went glitchy there for a second, but yeah. Um, some of it does have to do with like who yeah. you know, who's you know, who you've buddied up with, and and sometimes I'm sure you've seen it just as much as I have. But sometimes you run into you know bands and things where it's like, oh, this is obviously a who you know situation, not you know, not based yeah. not based on talent. But then again, there's always the argument that music is you know it's very subjective. You know, it changes with whoever's viewing it. So there's a lot of that that goes on. Plus, you know. I always think about like when businesses interact with musicians and artists and things like there is, um, I guess this comes from maybe my accounting background, but like it, there is some like tension there because the business still has to run their business, you know, and that's not always easy to pay someone else money when you don't know if you're going to be able to recoup it all back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's all very true. Also, you know, the hip hop game is very dependent or at least what I see in Iowa, it's very dependent on the social, um, media hits you know how many k's you get that's a very you know that adds a lot of clout as well um and that's kind of discernible because you know people can cheat that so you know i i definitely see what you're saying it's it's subjective it's it's extremely subjective you know they're people saying hey it costs 200 dollars to feature me it's like are you really worth 200 dollars to just sit in on a session you know spit eight sixteen bars i don't I don't know. So, yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It's subjective. That's a rough one. I mean, the collaboration game, I guess, is one that um, rappers and, and hip-hop and, and R&B and everything in that genre, you guys do a lot more of that than anybody else in any other genre. I mean, it's starting to be a thing that's happening with guitarists nowadays. Um, mm. I, I could name handfuls of nonsense bands that you wouldn't know that are some of my my preferred favorites but like it's becoming a thing where bands are like well we wrote this song and it has three solo sections and there's two guitarists so we filled up two of them and there's one left for someone else and they'll just bring in a random guy whatever and be like hey drop a drop a solo in this and it's actually like you know almost hearkening back directly to to rap game um because that's how they you know do a lot of things like collaborative wise I always wondered how a lot of that works out. Are these guys buddies? Are they doing it all pro bono? Or is it one of those things that it's strictly just business decisions and they're, you know, hiring people in to have it get done? Um, in my experience, the people I, I've interacted with, you know, it's really weird. They all happen to know each other. It's, it's, 
it's kind of random and funny. Like, oh, I know this guy, and this guy, and this guy. I think that is kind of just being in the Midwest. You know, there's kind of that you know, stereotypical Iowa, you know, everybody knows each other kind of thing. And, you know, that's true in media. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of that, I think also a lot of, you know, what I was saying earlier, the social media, the clout, that definitely comes into it. Um, but yeah, I would say a lot of it comes from, you know, word to mouth, um, you know, playing at local shows. Yeah, I will say, you know, if you're trying to succeed in any kind of media on you know media independent media in Des Moines you really have to approach people um that was something that I really struggled with for a while but this year I've finally gotten a hold of and it's really done the best for me so <clears throat> I, that's imperative yeah I've always found that it's like when I started the podcast it was kind of just blindly and I I quickly found out the further I networked out the better off it was not just you know for listens and things like that but for everybody I found out that like some people I knew that I I know for a fact didn't know other people uh, that I interviewed ended up, you know, oh, I got in contact with this person because, you know, they have a shop and they fix guitars or, or whatever it happens to be. And it's it's kind of cool to see that networking happen, you know, and it's it's also really cool to have, like, the ability to, you know, network with other podcasters in the area because, I mean, I've networked with a few people. Um, I've interviewed a few other people who are podcasters and, you know, everybody's doing such different things, not just within their podcast, but it's like, you're a rapper. Um, I, I play in a punk band. I play in jam bands and things like that. Um, I've interviewed Mike Schulte from the Iowa music podcast. He's also in the pork tornadoes and they've got, um, YouTube videos with like 4 million views. And they're just literally, literally just a cover band from Iowa, but they have like one of the most insane live shows, you will Dang. ever see it's worth checking out just just to be like whoa this is nuts just to see it um i mean we're talking like they record video with drones and have professional light setups with leds and the whole nine yards i mean it looks like wwe wrestlemania with them playing it's insane but i mean i've talked to all sorts of different musicians that are are trained in all different ways i mean some people are trained classically as musicians i mean it's it's really kind of neat to see that we're all out there you know doing different things for our different areas of the music industry. And, and almost none of us have stepped on each other's toes at all, as far as like guest wise and things like that. Um, which kind of harkens back to all the different areas of music and how we are as people and, and who we interact with and how we network. And it's, it's really kind of cool. I almost hope that somehow all of us can kind of like get together and people will start to find people across other podcasts and, and do the whole collaboration thing. Yeah, no, uh, that's my dream. And I think that's one of the really unique things about um, the Midwest and Des Moines. I think we have a very unique music scene that is so based on community. Um, I, You know, L.A., not to get political or anything, but L.A. right now, you know, people are leaving. There is a lot of doubt in the future of these major cities. And I think in this time, especially, it's really important for people in local settings, wherever you are, not even, you know, if you happen to be in another part of the U.S. listening to this, you know, wherever you are, um, your community is everything. And, you know, growing that community is what's so important. You know, bands like Nirvana coming from the middle of fucking nowhere in Washington, making a big uh, slipknot, you know, coming from Des Moines. Yeah. You know, the these things happen. And I really do think that we have so much potential to do that more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree 100 percent. It is kind of crazy that like the bigger cities are slowly starting to be vacated for the the small, I guess mm -hmm. I would just call them the smaller big cities. You know? <laughs> so it's just going to be a repeat of the next the next one that everybody chooses to live in. But uh, 
you know, it is really crazy that that's like starting to be a thing. And, and like, as far as community goes, like there is a lot of community involved in, in music, you know, even regionally, as far as like, uh, your small area within the state. Like I know just from my experience, like there's the Des Moines scene and there's the Cedar Rapids, um, Waterloo and Cedar Falls scene. There's also like the Iowa city scene. There's like the Ottumwa scene, like the Fort Dodge area scene. And all those scenes kind of like interact with themselves for the most part, but sometimes you'll see them branching out and going into other scenes. And it's kind of cool. Cause I've, you know, I'm sure you've seen some of this too, where like you, you've interacted with enough people now when you start to be like, oh, I've talked to both of those people on the podcast and they're doing something together now, you know, or they're going to be on a show or, or they're playing in the same area or something like that. And it's kind of neat to just to see that and have that happen as far as like, you know, bands going out of their zone and, and reaching out to other bands. Maybe they found on the podcast, maybe not, but um, I've been trying to help other bands get better known in my area by like sending them to the radio stations that are near me. So it's like, hey, just call these people up. These people will play local tunes, hit them up and, and have them play some of your tunes, you know. And I know there's some of those outlets for uh, rap and hip hop and R&B on the radio as well. Um, maybe even, you know, local lo- local type shows in Des Moines and things like that. Um, like I said, on the radio, have you run into any of those as far as like looking for places or outlets for your music instead of just putting it online, trying to find like a radio to put it on? Or is that something that rappers are not as interested in? <clears throat> oh, like something like a different kind of platform yeah. um, or like, a, um, no, I mean a lot, there's a lot of SoundCloud. Um, a lot of people put stuff up and a lot of rappers put stuff up on SoundCloud. I think everybody kind of knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, kind of just the basics. I don't really, as far as I know, um, there is Datpiff. That's kind of a fun one. Uh, a lot of, I guess it's kind of more major artists, but they post a lot of mixtapes that maybe are not really well known um, in the mainstream world. So that's kind of fun. But um, yeah, just kind of, I, I would say it's probably the same um, circuits usually. Um, back what you said though about uh you know how we connect people i think that's what i really like that point because that's what's so important about what we do um you know we're one i feel like you and i and a couple other people are really one of the few um people doing this kind of thing doing this media and this networking and you know you can be a musician all you want but that next step is getting into that media platform and really getting yourself out in that other way so you know what you do and you know what people like us do is really important in that as well yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, there's no shortage. If you if you guys are wondering, like on on the Audible Farm website, go to audiblefarm.com, scroll to the bottom, you'll find a link to Coleman's podcast. You'll find a link to radio shows. You'll find a link to other podcasts. I guarantee there's something there that you'll like from somebody that you will yeah will be one of soon to be one of your best friends. Because like I said, it's 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 crazy that like the podcast thing is blown up and i get it that like podcasts aren't that big and i i still try to promote it sometimes to people and they're just like eh, a podcast and it's like there's a, there's a billion of those you know and it's like i yeah i get it but but some people i've found that like on thursdays it's it's wild because i've had some people that will like message me at like 8 30 in the morning and my podcast comes out at seven and they'll be like this week's episode is awesome. And it's like, what? Like you've already listened to it. It's been out an hour. Like that is so cool. So there are some people that that's like one of the first things they do is hook that, hook that up in their car and and go with it. And I mean, it's not always about getting all the listens and things like that. Some of this is also, you know, it's, it's guest driven. It's about like getting to know the guest and, and not necessarily about, you know, uh, my podcast has to be the most popular podcast ever, you know, and that's, it doesn't always come down to likes and views and listens and things like that. 
No. People that run their podcasts like all about them, they don't make it far. No. It's it's way more about that's what that's why Joe Rogan's becomes become so successful is he has such an attention on the guest and that's such an important thing um that a lot of people who fail miss out on. Let me ask you this then as far as like one podcaster to another. Let's let's we'll slowly d- turn gears into the podcasting Transition. scene here. But uh <clears throat> I've I've found that sometimes um some guests like to talk a lot more than other guests. Have you have, have <laughs> and um Honestly, I would prefer it. Talk talk as much as you possibly can. Talk it all, you know. Um, I only want to talk for five minutes, and I want you to talk for 55. But sometimes it doesn't <laughs> happen that way. Um, have you run into any of those difficulties in your podcast? Yes. I've run into both extremes, definitely. Um, I, I, I do I, – I agree. I do prefer when they – I prefer having guests on that they just have so much energy. They're like – this is how I feel about this. This is my knowledge about this. I've had these kind of experiences. Like those are the kind of people for having the podcast. Um, something, you know, that I've struggled with, especially interviewing people in the rap game is some people are just, I'm sorry to say it, just very dull people. They, you know, they just, they're on Xanax and smoking pot all day and they just start zombies. <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have a whole lot to say. So, you know, if you look back on those early episodes, there are just some episodes where I am just sitting there struggling to get something out of them and like, you know, talk and, or, you know, I, uh, uh, we had a guest on Drakey bands and this guy's fucking nuts. And me and Molly, the assistant, we always, um, talk shit about this guy, but, um, <laughs> uh, on the podcast, there's a moment where I, um, I was going on a tangent about food or something. He was like, can we get back to the music? And then like a minute later I asked him, so what do you do with music? He's like, I don't really do music right now. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. I've definitely struggled with both extremes. Po- being a podcaster is more in my experience at least is way more about like assessing the situation, figuring out like the level of how the conversation is going to go, how cool you guys are, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot of figuring stuff out, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I found that sometimes like interviewing people that you're really familiar with can be beneficial because it's easy to have a conversation with them, but other times it can be very non-beneficial because it's like, well, what have you been up to lately? And the person's just like, you know what I've been up to? Like we, we talk every day and it's like, no, 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 this is for everyone else. And they're like, oh yeah, I made an album. And it's like, okay, like (laughs) next, like let's, let's elaborate on that, you know? And I mean, it happens sometimes and I, I can't say I'm the best podcast guest. Um, but I try my best to be a good podcast guest, I would definitely fit into the talk 55 minutes category. If anybody has found the Coleman podcast with, with me on, on the McAllister hours, it's like an hour and 50 minutes. And I bet I, I took up about an hour and 35 of that. <laughs> That's good though. It was a good episode. Yeah. It gave me a chance to unleash. Cause most of the time I don't talk about what I have going on, um, on the podcast. I try to just relate whatever, uh, my opinion is to whatever, you know, the guest's opinion is just to try to branch out a little bit. But sometimes that doesn't like we talked about, sometimes it doesn't help out too well. Cause I've talked to people that, like I said, you know, they'll give you one word answers and it's like, I heard you did this. And they're just like, yep. And it's tough to pry that information out of them, you know, and I'm, I was no different than you. My first couple podcasts, my first 10, 15, 20, whoever sat through those, I appreciate it. 
I was still trying to figure out what I was doing. You know, I was just like, I'm going to be Rogan and, and, you know, like interview people. And it's not as easy. as It's, it's way harder than he makes it out to be. Yeah. Everything's so natural. Yeah. And, and I mean, granted, he's getting gazillions of dollars and he's well established and he can say whatever he wants um, as far as well, like his opinion. I don't know about anymore, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got, got that new contract. He's probably going to stifle just a touch. But even then, I bet he doesn't. I bet he still just does and says whatever he wants. You know, I mean, I haven't seen it getting toned down at all lately. Yeah, I kind of stopped watching, to be honest. I was not happy about a lot of the censorship that happened, but I digress. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. But, uh, you know, and that's just the thing is like the podcast game. It's like it's still relatively new. It's only like 20 ish years old tops, like absolute yeah, tops. Yeah, probably not even. Honestly. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's very, very new art form. And there's really like no rules to how we're doing this. Um, I mean, for yeah. example, I guess the only rule would be like, you have to have a podcast. What is a podcast? Well, if you found this, you already know what a podcast is, but like, it's, you just listen to pretty much like talk radio on demand is what this is, you know? And Mm -hmm. we, we all stream to the same places, but there are some different caveats. Some people have video, some people don't, some people have Patreon pages, some people don't, some people have merch, some people don't. Um, some people give the video away for free. Some people charge for it. And, and you and I are different in that aspect where your video is on, on YouTube mm-hmm. for free and you charge for bonus content, which is really cool. As far as I'm concerned, that's, that's, a, that's probably the correct way to go about doing it. Um, where I charge for my video content and I, I give away clips. So it's kind of like a weird, like six of one half dozen of the other. There's not really any correct right way to do this, but I mean, honestly, you're probably doing it the way I would, I should be doing it. But, um, I, I chose this Avenue cause I saw a lot of DIY podcasters going this route. So I chose it, but it's like I said, there's no real rules to this. There's no real way to, to go about doing this. So like, how did you get inspired to even become a podcaster and get involved in this lawless media realm? Um, it's kind of a weird story. Um, so I, I'm, was divorced about a year ago and I was living in South Dakota and my living situation was I was with my then wife and her brother, my brother-in-law and me and him had this idea for a podcast and that the, we had a lot of good ideas and I think we both had a good, um, we wanted to have a good level of dedication to it, but, um, we didn't really have a lot of guests and, you know, obviously the divorce happened there was a whole falling out there. Um, and I kind of just, you know, kind of going back to talking about rapping i put out that album i really kind of wanted to just take a break from it because you know talking about everything that goes into it it's really draining and i really wanted to get away from that negative character that i portray in my music um so podcasting just kind of seemed like you know i already kind of had moving back here after the divorce i kind of already had a footing in a lot of people that were involved in the scene um so you know you know with like talking about with community you know meet this person, knows this person, this, this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, it kind of just all flowed together. I got into podcasts around that time. I, the thing I really love about podcasts is the ability for long form. And, you know, I think one of the big problems of today is things being edited and cut together. And I think it is now more vital, even though, even if it's just a small Iowa podcast, I think it's more, um, important now than ever to have those long forms. Yeah. especially independent. Yeah, I mean there's I was looking up something on the internet and the statistics for like um um attention spans uh for media sources was like 
three minutes or less or longer than a half an hour if i think <laughs> if, if if i remember correctly so like people don't want to watch like yeah. tv shows anymore why because they they want to watch 40 episodes at once you know and the, so they'll watch <laughs> they'll binge watch it or whatever and it's if you go through Facebook and you're looking at stuff and you find a 15 minute video, you're like gross. But if you find a little three minute one, you're like, that's cool. You know? So I, I kind of concur with all this stuff and I feel like long form is the way to go. It helps, you know, I feel like it helps you get to understand who you're talking to a little bit better than just, you know, a little sound bite or a sound clip or things like that. And that's one of the reasons I, I guess I do the video clips is just to tease it where it's like, you want, you want the rest of this conversation go here. Cause it usually has a cliffhanger and ending at the end of it. But you know that you're a hundred percent correct when it comes down to like jumping into podcasting, networking with areas, using it for positive and not for negative. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that was something that I've, I've tried my best to do on my podcast. Um, I've run into some negative negativity here and there from different people, some resistance from, from radio personnel and things like that. You run into any of that yet as far as people, um, for some reason, one reason or another, whether or not they don't like the guest or they don't like something, have you run into anybody that has been negative or f- for one reason or another about the podcast? Uh, negative, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I've really been blessed in doing this is our um, – you know, not having that negative. I really haven't had a lot of negative feedback. I've had beef with former guests and potential guests. Um, just, you know, t- talking, either talking trash or not showing up or, you know, I had one episode where a guy like threw up a bag of weed and I had to take it down. Yeah, stuff like that. And, um, so I, yeah, I guess I've been really, blessed and not having too many negative um but i <clears throat> i definitely worry about it <laughs> i worry about in the future you know that's the thing with uh rappers uh, i had i had uh benny the jet on a couple episodes ago and he got political and um i like i felt i didn't do it on camera and it, nobody really noticed it but i felt like internally i had panic attack because <laughs> 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 it was just i did not want to go there at all i knew this guy was kind of loud about that um, so that's like in terms of like where I'm like tiptoeing around, that's probably where I probably tiptoe around the most and kind of get the most nervous. But that's kind of the thing about this. My podcast is, uh, you know, it's definitely more music centered and guest centered and, you know, non-political things. So, yeah, it doesn't I, come up too often. <laughs> I, I agree 100 percent with with that. I, I haven't had too much crazy stuff going since I started doing video. Everyone's been pretty good. There's only been a couple edit points. And usually it's somebody like not in the podcast walking in front of the camera or something. It's something like really <laughs> simple. Um, so it's just a quick edit. Um, or like uh, I've had a couple before I started doing video where people would tell stories where it's like, I'm going to let this play out. But it's not going to make it in the final cut for one reason or another. Um, you know, like you said, you know, somebody introducing drugs, which is, you know, not something I want to promote at all. So I'm, I usually try my best to just steer clear of that because it's like, well, I, this isn't what I'm here for and this isn't what I'm all about. And I sure, sure as hell don't want some like 10 year old kid listening to this thinking that's the way he's got to do it. Um, and it does, like I said, it does come up in, in conversation a little bit here and there in the podcast, but I usually try to like avoid anything that's like overly controversial, like you said, politics and things like that, where it's like, this isn't a politics-based podcast. And I mean, we can, no. you and I can have a nice conversation about COVID and the effects of COVID without being like, you got to cover your face and I ain't nobody covering my face. You know, we're not going to have that conversation. <laughs> that's not what this is here for. 
but it is really fun to know that there's like a lot of positivity out there, at least for what we do. Um, most of the beef that I've, that people have had with my podcast, like you said, is like somebody not enjoying one of the guests I've had. And then they find the podcast mm-hmm. and then they feel like they need to tell everyone how much they did not enjoy the guest. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. A, a, a recent one I had was somebody who was actually a, a very dominant person in the music scene around Iowa. Um, I would hmm. say they're dominant. They're, not, I, they're one of like the bigger names around Iowa. And uh, they took not, you know, they took a displeasure to one of the guests I had just basically out of the fact that they didn't like this person. And they made a, like a ludicrously negative comment on YouTube about it. And then they like instantly deleted it. But I, I have the email that shows what they commented. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe somebody took the time out of their day to post this, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and get that deep into it. Just be that mean at all, you know, or especially somebody like, aren't, aren't you like s- somewhat professional even a little bit, you know, like, I can't believe that some people would even do that, you know, and some people just, it's just, you know, the way of the road. It's kind of what happens in the music scene a little bit here and there. And I feel like, podcasts like yours mine uh other ones in the state uh like i said if you want to find any of them just go to audiblefarm.com scroll to the bottom all the links are there but if you like we're just trying to spread the positivity man we're just trying to help other people out get their word out let people know about what they have going on i'm sure you're just as interested in what the guests are doing as i am like i find guests that i want to talk to you know i'm sure you're no different Mm -hmm. yes yeah that's the key and uh you know that's been a challenge for me is in doing this, I have a lot of people hit me up like, hey, I want to come on the podcast. Like, okay, but like, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, them not having anything to talk about, like, what do you do? Like, what kind of person are you? Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to who I want to have on the podcast because I know from experience, if I'm not interested in the person, then the episode's not going to be interesting. That's just how it goes. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. I mean, that's one of the things I found that like not every sep- episode is like a gold money episode. I'm sure you've got a handful where you're no. like where you're like if people like you have a podcast, you're like, yeah, and then you send them like five different episodes where like these are the the, the really good ones where either <laughs> I really clicked with the person, you know, uh, conversationally or it was just really funny or things like that. Like I was mentioning on, on the episode I did, I did episode 44 of your podcast. If anyone's looking for it, the McAllister <laughs> Hours episode 44. But I was talking about that, like one of the one of the best ones I did was one of the funniest ones, and it had to do with the fact that I, I called one of the guests by the wrong name, like to start the podcast out, and they just like went with it, like, oh, this is going to be a laugh riot from start to finish, and it was, you know. And I've also discussed where I've talked to people and they they're not responsive or or things like that. But it's a, you're 100 percent correct. If you don't know the guest or don't know anything about them, it's it's not e- always easy to to get a lot out of them or discuss things with them or or to have any passion for the episode. And I've, I've run into it a few times, but I've also been surprised by people where they're like, they just reach out and they're like, hey, I've got this thing. Do you want to check it out? Um, I mean, one of the first times that ever happened was like Kirk Bricker. He makes cigar box guitars. And he's like, I make these things. Check this out. And I was like, neat. You know, swing over. We'll, we'll chat on the <laughs> podcast. And he comes over and he was like a super interesting dude. And it was like such a fun episode. And his the cigar box guitars were so crazy, you know, and I was I was just blown away the whole episode. Like, I can't believe you do this, dude. You know, <laughs> have you ever had anybody on there that like really, really surprised you where you thought you knew them? And you're like, oh, I've, I've got a pretty good handle on what this person does. And then when they get on the podcast, you're like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this person is is bigger than I thought they were. It does more than I thought they were or is involved in more than I thought they were. Um, the one I just had was very impressive. Uh, it was this Zane Hinky is his name. Uh, he does like antique 
kind of talking about like what you like you're building the cigar stuff um he he takes antiques and he like builds new things out of them and um i just didn't realize how far expansive his business was and how it's like a very supplementary part supplementary part of his income and just his whole his whole process and entrepreneurship and how young he is he's only 22 and he's like it's it's he's like on the you know the steps to like having his own business um that was very very impressive um other than that i would um i'd say um happy snag or otherwise house pulled um he he's a good friend of mine and he just has so much if you listen to his episodes he just has so much in-depth content and information um so much interesting viewpoints on the world um and his experiences that he's had through you know music events or being with other artists mixing with other artists you know having other other artists perform while he's djing etc um his stories are always um a joy so yeah i you know i guess i can't really think of anyone this uh this thing whole process has been such a whirlwind i feel like every guest i have there's something interesting to you know that they say so yeah, I mean, it's it's really crazy because you're you're starting to climb up there near fifty episodes, and I just passed one hundred not too long ago. So there's not too much room yeah. separating us. But like, I'm sure you're seeing just as I am, where you're like looking back, like, man, I've been doing this almost a year. And you're like, holy cow, it's been a while since I've talked to this person. I should almost have them back on or anything. Is your podcast going to be one where yeah. you do like duplications of guests, or are you just going to try and stick to one off of every guest? Or, um, I. I haven't really decided to be honest. Uh, I've decided that I'm going to take, well, one thing I have decided on, I guess, is I'm going to take a break in January. I'm going to take like three weeks to a month off and just try to figure everything out. I'm going to be starting school full time. Um, so that's definitely going to change the schedule, um, in the beginning of the year. Um, it kind of depends on the guests. Honestly, if I listen back to episodes and I think they had a lot to talk about or I listen back to an episode and it's been a while and I know that I've seen them on social media. I know they've been doing a lot. I know there's a lot to could talk to them about that. You know, I'll, I'll kind of scatter them. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to scatter those people in along with new guests. Um, and this is kind of jumping ahead and kind of a self-promotion kind of thing. But I'm hoping at the beginning of the year um, – we we are going to do most of our episodes, if not all, all of our episodes, live. Oh, so that'd be awesome. Yeah, so yeah. that that is the goal. I think that's like the next level that we're reaching for. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of exciting things hopefully coming in twenty twenty one. That's really cool. Um, you know, and that's just comes to show you like you can learn something from every podcaster. I mean, I went and talked to other podcasters about how they had things set up, what they were doing. That's how I got the idea for using a portable setup to use um, when I go portable instead of dragging an interface and a laptop and everything everywhere, you know. And um, You know, I, I got some of the ideas for doing video stuff from you as far as, like, getting at least a little bit better lighting, you know, <laughs> just things like that where it was like, <laughs> I can pull this off. I can do this, you know, and it's – it's. I think we all borrow a little bit from each other um, and from some of our – our heroes in podcasting, I guess it's not much different than music though. Really though. You just kind of like, yeah, these are, these are my strengths. This is how I can complement them. And then I can incorporate some of the stuff from my favorites and whammo. Here's my style. Yeah. Um, I actually got to sit in on a music video recording session, um, like in an actual studio in Des Moines, um, about a month and a half ago. And that was a hell of an experience. So I guess my, my point being, um, you know, all the, if you're doing anything like this, all the experience you can get, the better. 
um, you know, talking to people that are doing different things. Um, that is such an important aspect of um, <clears throat> learning and trying to make it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's nothing really that's off limits when you have a podcast either, because it's just like, well, this is just a form of media. I mean, you do video, you do yeah. audio, you could very well have a WordPress or a blog of some sort or have some sort of like digital magazine kind of thing that comes out or, I mean, it's very broad stroked area and you can really mm-hmm. kind of figure out how you fit into all these different areas where it's like, um, DSM TV, which was like a Des Moines TV internet company that like ran TV shows on Facebook and other places. And their their mm-hmm. I guess their TV shows would be like, they had a studio and they'd bring bands in and things like that. And, and, do live performances for those bands. That was especially during COVID. They're not quite as active now, but they're still active, you know, and it was one of those things where I just thought about like some of the stuff they were doing. It's like, well, this is really cool that there's people out there doing this. You know, I could do this to a lesser level, but I'm sure I could learn something from what they're doing, even though what they're doing is way more complex than what I would ever get involved in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got about an hour in here. We discussed your music. Uh, if anybody wants to check that out, it's down below. I got links for that. We also discussed your podcast. The music is McCreeton, uh, rapper, yeah. uh, based out of Iowa. Otherwise we've got the McAllister hours podcast, um, with my guest this week, Coleman McAllister. I've got links to both of those down below. Um, like I said before, the podcast is available video versions for free on youtube so check it out and subscribe um Hell yeah i definitely subscribed i'm gonna check out that interview you had with the entrepreneur recently because that one um sparked my interest when i saw it and now that you talked about it i'm i'm going to listen to it after <laughs> this so i'm really stoked for that man um Hell is there yeah. is there anything else you want to you want to plug in the podcast here before we take off i'm gonna like i said i'll, I'll share most of your social media but if you want to reiterate any of it go ahead um, well, I'm not. I guess I'm not sure when you're airing this, but we're going to be doing actually a first live episode uh, on Halloween. Oh, October cool! 31st. It'll come yeah. out before that, so yeah, October okay. 31st. Is that going to be on your YouTube channel where it's going to be live? Yep, it's going to be on YouTube. So we're going. I'm going to be spending this whole week trying to figure that out. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we're going to be doing an episode every either whether it's a live episode Saturday or. Um, comes out the following Monday. We're going to be doing an episode every weekend until the end of the year. So. Um, Besides that, um, I really appreciate having me, uh, you having me on. I haven't really gone on an episode like this before. Um, you're doing a lot. Keep rocking. I really appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, I've been, I'm, it's great that I know you, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of one of those fun happenstance things that we ran into each other, but, uh, I, I think it'll benefit both of us and both of our audiences to, to get to know the other end of the music scene that we don't normally venture into. <laughs> yeah um and you know that's that's one of the things that you do that um it makes me realize i really kind of need to get into that a little more um you know every time you have rock bands on or you know you watching your show or i guess listening to your show i've kind of discovered a lot of people in that scene too so i feel like i have some catching up to do in that <laughs> well if there's anybody that's listening to this that has um pertinent information they need to share with the rest of the podcasting world and you've already done it on my podcast Hit up Coleman. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll dig on having you as a as a guest. Uh, Hell yeah! Like I like I said, you're you're starting to branch out with your guests, kind of like I started doing. I was like, I'm only gonna do this, and then it was like, oh, I'll do pro wrestlers and other podcasters and and guitar yep. builders, and it was like, well, th- now nothing's off limits. So uh, yeah, and, sorry, not I know we're trying to end, but that's one point one to make is. Uh, I there is nobody, not nobody. There are very few people that I would not have in my podcast. I will have, you know, I'll talk about 
anything. It's an open book. I tell everyone they kind of they kind of come on. They're like, uh, "How does this work? What do we do?" I'm like, "Fuck it, man!" Like, I got a couple questions to ask you. Other than that, if you got something you want to talk about, you want to go tangent on some bullshit thing for a half hour, let's do it, man. I am 110 percent down. Yeah. So yeah, if if you want to come on the guest, or if you even have any guests that um, are cool or you think that would be good, hit me up, man. Yeah, definitely. We'll do. Uh, Coleman McAllister, thanks. Stick around. Uh, I'm going to talk to you after I end the recordings, but thanks. Yeah, no problem. Oh, it's really cool. Really cool to hear from Coleman about what he's got going on. Like I said, I joined his podcast, episode 44, if you're looking for it. Go to his uh, podcast page down below in the links and uh, look for episode 44 if you want to hear what I have to say. I ramble a lot in that episode. But it's really cool because, like I said, I didn't get to ask him too many questions about what he has going on in his podcast. However, now that he's on my podcast, I can ask him all the questions I want. So we got to learn a little bit about old Coleman in this episode. My esteemed colleague. That's right. I have a colleague. We have many colleagues. I'm a professional. No, I don't know. It's really cool to sit down and talk with Coleman about what he's got going on. He's one of the first, uh, well, he is the first rapper I've had on the podcast. So it's really cool to have a rapper on the podcast. Uh, you know, still checking off first. It's 112 episodes in, and we're still having our first time with things like that. Um, Coleman is is not the first podcaster I've talked to. As a matter of fact, he's you know, he's not even like the second or third or or fourth or maybe even like the fifth podcaster I've talked to. But nevertheless, he is he's got a great podcast. Go check it out. The McAllister Hours. It's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Where are you listening to this right now? Okay, now go listen to his because it's it's available there. It's, it's right there. Otherwise, just scroll down below. Uh, links to it are in the description. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel for those free, free, free videos. We discussed the difference between that uh, and our marketing tactics in, in the episode where he gives full videos away for free on his, on his YouTube channel. So go check that out. That's, that's really awesome. Otherwise, if you guys are really interested in what he's got going on, there's behind-the-scenes footage and a whole bunch of other bonus content on his Patreon page. So check that out as well. Uh, it's really cool to you know find somebody as supportive as Coleman. You know, him, him and I just kind of like randomly met on the internet and didn't know each other the first time we met. I had conversed very little, um, never in person, and uh, this is only the second time the two of us have have conversed at all, really. And it's really kind of cool to have somebody like that out there. Like I said in the intro doing the real work you know helping people promote what they've got going on and and taking interest in what other people got going on you know and it's he gave some great advice in this episode not just about being a musician but just uh about being a person and and growing up and and you know you can apply that to all sorts of things in life not just music which i'm finding a lot of the advice people give um as far as musician wise is not just musically related it can you know translate into multiple areas of people's lives so it's really cool to have him on here um wise beyond his years i don't know if i don't know if he likes that promotion but he is he he's a good guy i i really appreciate what he's doing with his podcast go check it out uh let him know audible farm sent you over there and, and make him smile for that i hope everybody that found this episode and is just like what the heck is the audible farm podcast well check it out you might be able to scroll back through and find some other people you know i've interviewed people from all across the state, uh, pro wrestlers and podcasters and radio personalities and guitar builders and musicians and everyone else. So check it out. Um, you know, there's other stuff that Audible Farm does. We've got the Audible Farm shop. So go to shop.audiblefarm.com if you want one of the hoodies, the t-shirts, or the stickers. We've got stickers, hoodies, and t-shirts there. 
Um, if you are interested in watching video versions of the Audible Farm podcast, clips are available on the YouTube channel. The full versions are available on our Patreon channel. That was the the difference we discussed in our podcasts earlier in, in the episode. But uh, the full versions of the video for my podcast are available on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash audiblefarm. It only costs a dollar a month. That's all you got to do is a dollar a month. And you can get all the video versions available there. I'm uh, hoping to start releasing them a little bit earlier. I'm uh, getting slightly ahead of schedule finally with my recording. Um, it's it's like an accordion. Sometimes I'm a little ahead, sometimes a little behind. But uh, I'm going to try and upload the episodes early there. So if you ever want to listen to the episodes before Thursdays, the Patreon page is the place to go do it. Um, like I said, I'm going to try my try my damnedest to get the episode up there as early as possible. I'm shooting for Mondays to have the video versions available on Patreon, but give me a few weeks to transition into getting that done. I've got a handful of guests on the line uh, for future episodes, and I'm really interested in hearing what they have to say. Some of them are musicians, some of them are not. Some of them are big in the music game, some of them are not. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. I like hearing from all sorts of people. Like I said, in this episode, we heard from somebody in the rap game, and then you start to realize there are some parallels between the two, but there are also not some parallels between the two. So it's kind of interesting to see what the similarities and differences are between our different genres and uh, the way the communities interact with one another, etc. So it's really cool. Um, Coleman, I gotta say thanks if you're listening back to this at all. Really, really big thanks for being a great guest on the podcast this week. Really appreciate it. Um, if you guys are looking for other stuff he's got going on, I'm going to say it one more time. Go check out his podcast, The McAllister Hours. Fun podcast, very well produced, video, audio, the whole nine yards. So go check it out. Um, he was talking in, in this episode about trying to do some live stuff, maybe. That's cool. That's really cool. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that point, but uh, hats off to you, Coleman. You're, you're doing great things. Keep it up, buddy. Uh all the Audible Farm stuff, if you're looking for anything Audible Farm, social media, links to YouTube, all that stuff, just go to audiblefarm.com. I'm trying my best to uh, find a way to revamp my website, but I'm that's another one that's just on the back burner for now. Still trying to get ahead in the podcast and organize that Patreon page a little bit better. But I do have to say thanks to everybody that's listening, everybody that's listened to any of the past episodes and all the future ones. Uh, if you're listening to this one, check out the other episodes, see what we have. You might find something you like. All right, I'm out of here, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace.